Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. I'm your host, Dan Hoppin', and this episode is brought to you by my sponsor, Certified Piedmontese. I have a great offer for you, so stick around later in the episode. I want to get that to you. But first, I am very excited to introduce today's guest for two reasons. The first, not super applicable to food, but I'm a huge fan of the Indianapolis Colts, and he actually shares a name with their star running back, so that's very <laughs> fun. But more importantly, and certainly more pertinent to this podcast, I am a waffle junkie, and this man is committed to taking waffles to the next level. My guest today is Jonathan Taylor, owner of the Modern Waffle Food Truck. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. So just for anyone who might be unfamiliar, Modern Waffle is a food truck that specializes in gourmet waffles that are conceptualized and created by you, a, a trained chef. And we're going to get into your background. But if someone is listening and they don't think that sounds amazing, then they should probably just stop listening right now because oh, waffles, waffles are life. <laughs> but uh, just to be clear... If somebody's listening and they want to check out the Modern Waffle, you do a lot of caterings, you do waffle boards, and you also are frequently found at Trucks and Taps near 108th and Q on Sundays and Wednesdays. So now that we've kind of got the nuts and bolts out there, what where does your love for breakfast and waffles in particular come from? I feel like we have to start there. I love it. Uh, you know, I grew up in waffles were a special event. You know, they weren't an everyday thing. You had to lug out the waffle iron. It was a whole thing to make the batter. And so we only did it on really special occasions. So it really calls back this feeling of it's a special event. This is so cool that we're doing waffles today. Um, so I, I love that kind of sentimental connection there. But I also really love that it can be a blank canvas in a way that a lot of people don't think about. It's, I mean, it's carbs and starch and it's bread in essence so you can do savory applications you can do sweet applications you can really just the world's your oyster if you're creative about it and i love that about it and catching people off guard with say the woodsman last fall was a blast uh, so wait what's the woodsman oh the woodsman it was root vegetables so carrots sweet potatoes onions uh cured sausage and sautéed and over a waffle. I did a savory whipped cream, uh, fennel and sage whipped cream with it. Oh, my. And it was a rosemary-infused waffle. So it was Ooh. all savory, but on a waffle, which everybody thinks, oh, there's going to be a sugar bomb. So it was just, it was a blast. I love doing stuff like that. How fun is that to surprise people? Because, and you guys do sweet waffles, to be clear, but like, that's what people expect. They expect waffles and, and syrup or, you know, waffles and whipped cream. But to come at them and say, well, I can put something savory on there too, whether it's, you know, sausage and what everything you just listed on the Woodsman or a chili waffle, to, to be able to surprise and delight people, what's that like? It's fantastic. One of my favorite things is you'll see me a lot of times poking my head around the window when you're taking your first bite because I want to see how how you're reacting to it. Um, it's, it's just one of the best things in the world. I would do the same thing in, in the restaurants I used to be in. I'd be always looking up in the dining room, seeing people eating the food. And especially with those kind of out-of-the-box waffles, you get really cool reactions. And that's really a big part of what I'm going for there is react to it one way or another. If you hate it, that's cool. Come up and tell me. I'll get you another one. But <laughs> uh, if... Most people really just love it and are 
pleasantly surprised that, wait a minute, this is like a legit meal on my plate here, uh, uh-huh. which is fantastic. Not everybody's adventurous, and that's cool. We've got waffles for that too, but um, but it's a lot of fun when we do get those orders. Are there, when you talk about looking out of the truck and like seeing those really cool reactions, are there one or two reactions that just like pop to your front of your mind and you'll like always remember that? Oh, man. With the modern waffle... I don't know that I've got specific ones when I think about it. I see a whole bunch of faces, okay. but um, but I'll, I'll always remember the reactions from my first restaurant just because it was the first time in a commercial setting seeing somebody eat my food, mm-hmm. and uh, and that that was just fantastic. But mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, there's like any food, waffles run the the full gamut of quality. You know, you can go from a frozen ego waffle to Waffle House to like a to what you serve, like a chef-inspired waffle. In your opinion, what are the defining characteristics of a great waffle, like that upper echelon waffle? Ooh, well, that depends on the category of waffle. I mean, you've got your Stroop waffles, which are very thin cracker, that nice uh, kind of peanut caramel filling. You've got liege waffles, and those have entirely different criteria than our Belgian waffles. It really depends on what type. For the type of waffles that we're doing, the Belgian waffles. Yeah, let's stick with Belgian waffles. I really like a little bit of crisp on the outside and a soft inside with just enough structure to hold up to, you know, whatever's on top of it. If it's just uh, syrup or butter, I want to have that really nice crisp outside and a kind of light, fluffy interior. I think that's the hallmark of a great waffle hard to do. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's why you don't see many people doing it. Like when I became, when I first became aware of the modern waffle, this is probably, I don't know, two or three months ago now. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of waffles and I was just like, Oh my gosh, I, how have I not heard of this? This is, this is incredible. Like someone is taking waffles, but like fancifying them, moving them to the next level. But but then again, like it's not something that's very prevalent. I haven't seen anyone else in Omaha doing it, and even I tried to do some Googling and find other restaurants, and obviously there are other places across America that do it, but it's not as prevalent as one might expect. Why do you think that is? Uh, I think there's some technical challenges to doing it effectively. Like waffle irons take a ton of power, to, like electrical power to power. So in a mobile environment like we're in, we have to have a much more serious generator than much larger concepts. Um, so there's that side of it. But more than that, I think it just is um, not people's first thought when they're like, I'm going to sell this to the masses and make my millions, blah, blah, blah. They think mass appeal, right? And so you go for the classics. You go for... Um, Burgers, pizza. Sure, yeah. yeah. Which are wonderful and oh, I eat those sure. all the time. Sure. But um you know, waffles I just like how it challenges me to be creative and keep doing something new. Um for me it's it's kind of a fantastic concept. Uh, I loved it the moment I saw it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, one of the things that draws people to modern waffle is the fun toppings, the different combinations, like the that stuff is very interesting, but I also want to start with just the base waffle, the classic. Sure. Because if you have a crappy waffle, like the entire concept falls apart before it's it even done. starts. Yeah. So fortunately, your waffle's excellent. I would describe it. It's firm. It's got a little bit of like a 
a cornbread texture almost, but it's very mild in flavor. So you can kind of, like you said, you can play with the sweet ingredients. You can play with the savory ingredients without it being disruptive going in either direction. How did you create your waffle, Your just your base waffle batter? You know, I've been... Honestly, it's built on the bones of my culinary school recipe that I did way back in culinary school, and I've just been tweaking it and refining it. And what I did for the modern waffle is I basically eliminated sugar. Almost. There's still sugar in it. It's still sweet. But um, it's it's a pretty neutral flavor profile to accommodate whatever I want because I really wanted that blank canvas. So... Um, there's that, but it's also I've I've tweaked what the previous owners were doing, but it's largely the previous owners. I kind of combined the two, mm-hmm. so I really wanted to respect what they had set up and build on that awesome foundation that was already there. So, mm-hmm. and just to be clear with um, talking about the previous owners, so sure. th- this food truck started in August of 2020. You bought it in November of 2021, correct? October of 2021. October of 2021. Yep, we took over October 1st. Bad research. This is a sign of a bad podcaster right there. Uh, So take me back to culinary school. You said that Uh, that's when you developed your waffle recipe. What, like... Did you just develop it because waffles were a special thing? You're like, hey, I have these new skills. I'm going to put that into a waffle. Or where did that desire to create a waffle batter come from? Uh... Yeah, pretty much. I did it in culinary school and it was, I am not a baker. I just, uh, I am, well, at that time I was so bad at baking that my, my instructor was like, don't worry about it. Just get through. You got this. Your topic, your class, except for this. Just don't quit on me. (laughs) Like baking wasn't my thing, but Mm -hmm. somehow waffles clicked. Like I could do waffles. I could make a a waffle batter the first time and I was happy with it and I was able to kind of play with it and have fun with it, which was great. And then I met my wife and I really wanted to impress her. She loves waffles. So that helped. (laughs) Sign of a wise woman right there. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's just something I've kind of come back to, over the years again and again and just kind of changed a little bit here, changed a little bit there uh, just to really fit my mood almost. I, I really like the where it's at, but sometimes I'm wanting a little more sweet or a little more rise or a little more um, crisp or whatever it is. So I just keep. So tinkering. you're still tinkering with it now? Oh, always. I think I'll be tinkering with it till the day I die. <laughs> now, you mentioned uh, that, that recipe with the Woodsman. That was sure. a rosemary-infused waffle. What yep. like what percentage of your waffles would you say are just like the your staple batter versus which have a little bit of a a little bit of a twist? Uh well right now it's all our staple batter. Okay. Every once in a while I'll get creative with one of our seasonal menus and uh throw in something like a lemon infused or uh um the rosemary batter the chai had a uh chai spice mix that i put together and and basically just dumped it into that batter it was that was a fun one but um usually it's one or two if they're going to be on the menu uh just to kind of keep the focus on the main kind of staple more people can kind of approach that sure 
Um, which, which I totally get. So on the modern waffle, you guys have four signature waffles along with some seasonal favorites that kind of adjust based off what ingredients are in season and just kind of like in fall, you might have a, you know, a spice latte or a spice latte, spice waffle or something like that, or, or around Thanksgiving, maybe a Thanksgiving theme waffle, whatever it might be. Um, We've done a lot of talking about waffles, but we've only mentioned the one specific one, that Woodsman one. I want to just give you a chance, like, taste some or tempt some taste buds right now and just give us a couple examples, whether they're the staples that are on the truck all the time or specials that you've run in the past. Like, okay. what are what are some examples of some things that people can expect on the truck? You know, we are just finishing up our winter menu, but it, the chocolate cherry is... A beautiful waffle. Not only is it visually attractive, it's got really vibrant colors, the white and the red and the black and the the kind of brown of the waffle. It, it plays really nice on the plate, but it also tastes really good. Um, of course, that is the one on the current roster that I haven't had. Oh, you're just missing out. You're just giving me more <laughs> reasons to come back, Jonathan. See, more there you reasons go. to come back. Um, you know, the the... Kong is really terrific. It's uh, peanut butter sauce. It's bananas. It's chocolate chips, whipped cream. It, it's a really fun, kind of savory, still sweet combination. Um, lots of textural components there, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, the cinnamon roll. That's my favorite. People love it's ridiculous yeah it's so simple well i guess i shouldn't say it's so simple you can tell me if it's simple but in it looks so simple but it just works tell me about the cinnamon roll waffle cinnamon roll waffle is it is fairly simple conceptually we cook our basic waffle and then we toss it in cinnamon sugar and then we just smother that thing in uh cream cheese frosting and it is fantastic it's a sugar bomb you gotta be in the mood for something sweet but it's your dentist uh, isn't gonna love you no no but you know it's it's fantastic and it's definitely kind of neck and neck is our best seller right now so i'm it's a fantastic one in terms of my favorite on the current menu yeah Chicken waffle skewers all the way. Oh, yeah. I love those things. I was going to ask you about those. So, obviously, everyone knows chicken and waffles, and I'm sure that you've been asked many times, like, why don't you have chicken and waffles on the menu or something along those lines? But you guys do something different. You take chicken tenders, batter them, and then griddle them and yeah. serve them with either a honey mustard or a syrup dipping sauce, and they're fantastic. I've I've never seen anything like that before. Where did the idea come from? My mom. My mom is my business partner, and she is fantastic. And this was totally her. She was like, well, what if we take chicken, cook it in the kitchen, and then we're going to batter it and cook it, like, inside the waffle? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let's do that. (laughs) I'm, I'm all about it. It was stroke of genius and all credit to her for sure um i will take credit for the honey mustard but (laughs) personally i like it with the honey mustard that tang and that little bit more savory Mm -hmm. counterbalances the sweet and the waffle Mm -hmm. for me that said syrup is our most common for sure most people 
are all about the syrup with it. So what what is most people's reaction? Because, you know, like I kind of mentioned earlier, I think most people, when they think of especially savory waffles, it's chicken and waffles. So they, sure. they come up to a waffle food truck and they expect something like that. And you're like, well, I have that, but not in the way that you think I have it. What is their reaction usually? For the most part, people love it. Uh, those There are those few who don't quite get what it is until it's in front of them and they're, they open their their box and they're like wait a minute where's my chicken uh, <laughs> it's on the inside <laughs> it's in the waffle uh-huh. um but but when they have it they come back for more and more and more because it's fantastic and it's a fun spin on something everybody really can relate to like chicken and waffles is such a classic and for a good reason i love the classic oh, chicken waffles so this is kind of our little spin on that now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you introduced the waffle flight after you purchased the truck, correct? That's, yes, that's correct. Such a smart idea. Like, brilliant. So, what what you do with the waffle flight is you cut one of your normal waffles into four, four mm-hmm. quarters, and then allow people to dress the, the quarters up with any, ing- well, not any ingredients, but any combination of waffles on the menu. So it's not like you go to the truck and you're like, okay, I got to commit to one flavor for my entire meal. You can get four different ones all in one waffle. It's awesome. And for someone like me who is going to have ordering FOMO regardless, like it's like, <laughs> hey, I can try more stuff. This is great. So like the, the popularity of flights really took off in 2020 when it came to coffee or toast or all kinds of different things. But how did you come to the realization that, like, hey, we can do this flight thing with waffles, too? Uh, that's pretty much a direct response to feedback from our guests. I am always asking people, how's your food? What do you like? What do you not like? And as much as I can, I get off the trailer and go ask people. Uh, and one of the biggest requests was, you know, we really wish we could have tried more. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well... We serve an eight-inch waffle that's an inch thick. This is... It's a big boy. Is a meal. You aren't order... Most people aren't going to be able to get to two waffles. So, uh, you know, I just thought, well, let's give the people what they want and, and do a flight. Just coming from Fort Collins, I associate flights with beer, personally, uh, which is wonderful. You get to taste a lot of a, a lot of different things from the same... Um, producer mm-hmm. which is great and and why not was kind of my thinking I, I don't know that i put a lot of thought into it when i started getting requests for being able to try more <laughs> mm-hmm. well i think it's brilliant and it's well, mu- much appreciated how did you get into cooking originally oh uh well originally originally my parents had all of us kids cook one meal a week with them interesting growing up and I loved it. I, I loved it. I remember, oh, I was young. I was maybe, I guess I was maybe seven. And I made um, basically beef wellington with ground beef. And I still to this day remember that and how it turned out really great. And I was so proud of myself. And it it was such an accomplishment. And what's more, the rest of the family really dug it. And so I really, really loved that. I've always been a huge eater. I uh, had a big, actually a big reputation in high school for the amount of food that I ate. Uh, so food has always been just such an attractive thing for me. Um, 
in terms of career-wise, I think, well, like, I kind of stumbled into it a bit. Um, I took a job as a dishwasher, mostly just kind of pay the bills type of job, and um, started cooking, moved into another kitchen, cooked some more, moved my way up till I was I was pretty much running running that kitchen, and I decided I should probably go to culinary school and and make a career out of this. So that's kind of how how that happened. That's a big jump to make, though, to oh, to go yeah. from okay, oh. this is just you know, my job, but if I'm going to school for it, it's my career. What, what was it? Was there anything specifically that made you take that leap? Or was it just like, I just, I like being in kitchens. Maybe this is my calling. I love being in kitchens. Um, I really found a home in the kitchen. Um, something that professionally, I was good at a lot of jobs before I got to a kitchen, but I never really just loved what I was doing until I got into kitchens. And, um, that, w- that was a big piece of it. Uh, another big piece was a very, very generous gift from an, an anonymous donor who said, I'll pay for you to go to culinary school. Whoa. Through my parents. So I, to this day, I don't know who they were, but absolutely life-changing. If you're listening, anonymous donor, thank you. I, absolutely. We owe yeah. the modern waffle to you. And Huge. we all owe you a great debt. Yeah. So, I mean, it really just wacky way life worked out there but um you know I went to culinary school in Boulder went off to Napa for a few months for my externship and did um I worked at a restaurant called Hurley's which is a Michelin recommended restaurant Mm -hmm. um really loved fine dining but I wanted to be near my wonderful wife so I came back actually to the same kitchen that I was running before culinary school. They had made some upgrades in my absence, and I worked there for another couple years, then did corporate dining, hotels, uh, taught culinary school for four years, um, and then here I am. So <laughs> a little well, bit of everything. Yeah, you just, I mean, you went into it. Your, your career has really run the gamut of the industry. I mean, you've been a line cook, executive chef, kitchen manager, you even, you just mentioned it, you've been an instructor in culinary school, like, and that's just scratching the surface. So how did you become aware of this waffle food truck called the Modern Waffle, and what made you want to jump into the food truck world? Okay, uh, well, food trucks are a challenge I've never taken on before. I have had zero experience in food trucks, but having catering experience and brick and mortar and corporate dining, there's pieces of all of those different sides of the industry that all come together in a food truck. Plus the, uh, complication of having, a uh, your entire business on wheels. It's, um, it's fun. It's challenging. It's interesting. The culture around it is fascinating and wonderful. And the, the guests at the Modern Waffle are incredible. I've never had such great interactions with guests. Um, and and it just seemed like a really good fit. In terms of finding the Modern Waffle, my wife, all credit to her, she was looking online. My mother and I had been talking for about 10 years now uh, about starting a business together in food. And we've tossed around so many different concepts and um still have an interest in a lot of those but um 
we saw this posting for the modern waffle and we went and tried it and there's such huge potential with this and it was such a cool concept it's um fun it's really really fun so <laughs> so when when you when your wife finds this truck like the first time that you hear about it she brings it to you and you've got like this this convergence of all these things like the love of waffles from your past uh the de- the desire to take on the food truck challenge the ability to stay in the culinary industry like all these things are colliding at once what was that like d- did a shiver just go down your spine or like what was that moment bit. like for you a little bit actually it was it was pretty incredible i was reading this um this this posting for it and i was just like man this is this is just perfect. Everything kind of came into alignment all at once. Um, my my parents had actually just moved to Omaha about a month before that. So that piece was finally in place. And, and oh, it was just, it's kind of hard to describe, honestly, the feeling of being like, oh, there must be something seriously wrong with this because it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what what was it like, and you mentioned this a little bit, but like one of the biggest differences between cooking on a food truck and cooking, you know, just a normal kitchen is you get that face-to-face interaction with the guests. There's no wall separating you. There's You're right there with them, sometimes even taking their order or handing them their order like you commonly do. What's that been like? Uh, it's fun. It kind of brings me back to a lot of the things that I loved about corporate dining i got to interact with our guests a lot in the corporate dining um side of my career and i really love that because i get to make that connection i get to get that feedback directly to me because when i'm say playing in the kitchen trying to create a new menu i can be like oh yeah so-and-so said this or that person said that and and i try and incorporate all that so it it creates a lot more inspiration. It creates a much more uh, personal connection with the food going out the window because I can really associate the people enjoying it with the food that's being served. And um, it's really fun and exhausting. Uh, I am big time introvert. I do not, uh, uh, it takes a lot for me to be peppy and happy and work John as my, my wife calls it. Um, so I'm, I'm just like utterly exhausted at the end of the day, but it's so worth it. It's so much fun and it's a blast. So I don't know. I don't know if that actually answered your question. It absolutely (laughs) answered the question. And I I mean, obviously being an introvert doesn't mean that you can't be friendly Sure, for sure. But like, I'm surprised that you would identify yourself as that because you seem very outgoing and just happy and everything to me. So it's well practiced. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice job. So obviously, operating and working on a food truck is very different from running a kitchen. Oh yeah. What kind of food truck like crash course did you put yourself through to try and get yourself ready to adjust to this new environment? Good question. I actually had inadvertently learned a lot about food trucks through my culinary school experience. One of the classes that I was um really involved in is entrepreneurship. And so I was 
digging in and always researching new ways to find funding, to do the books, to kind of every aspect of starting a business. And basically, I'd say 70 to 80% of the students at the culinary school wanted to open food trucks. So Wow, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Huge, huge amount of the population wanted to do a food truck. And so, obviously, that was where a lot of my focus was, was really educating myself on how to effectively run a food truck. Um, that and I also was teaching cost control, which food trucks are just a totally different animal. So understanding how to do cost control on a food truck is very different than a brick and mortar. Um, so that was, that was great practice for that too. In what way? Well, um, uh, kind of every way, like <laughs> all the ways, you, you know, your insurance is structured differently. Your menu pricing is done differently because you've got to account for feeding the generators and the wear and tear on the vehicle and the, um, uh, this entire mobile business that actually gets wear and tear is a whole different concept. It's not just you're driving your car here and delivering it and coming back. Yeah, that's going to put wear and tear, but it's like a regular car maintenance. This is, I have 10,000 pounds on the back of my car. <laughs> um, it, so it, it creates a real challenge in terms of, of doing the numbers if you approach it with a regular brick and mortar perspective because you're like, oh, okay, well, I need to be at X percent food cost and X percent labor, and then the rest is all covered in this X percent. Well, you really have to break it out more and look at food and labor and vehicle and commissary and utilities, and 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 it creates all this extra complication, which is makes me very happy. I like numbers. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I actually really like doing the numbers. It's fun. Uh -huh. It's interesting, and it's a good challenge. And the other, the other hard thing about a food truck is um, keeping an approachable price point because you do. You have all these extra expenses, and it, you have to find ways to balance that out and keep that price point approachable for people. Otherwise, it, you know, it's got to have the value for the people eating your food, too. Um, which, which we do pretty well on the modern waffle, but, um, but it's e easy to kind of cut your knees out from under you by underpricing or have guests feel like they're getting a little gouged because they're going to a food truck. It's, it's a fine line to walk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'm sure that this is going to be a very obvious question. Sure. And I, I mean, like. I could probably go up to three or four people on the street and ask them and they would be able to give me good answers. But I, I want to hear it straight from the source. What are some of the biggest differences between working in a kitchen and working on a food truck? Like that's super broad, but like what are some things that people wouldn't even think about? Weather. Weather's huge. Uh, everybody thinks about, oh, well, you can't have a food truck in the snow. Well, you can. It's just a challenge. Um but a lot of people don't think about the summer. You're in a basically a tiny box. And if you've got a hood, what a hood does, it's like an overpowered fan. So it sucks all the air from inside and pushes it out and pulls new air in. 
air conditioning and hoods don't really go together too well. Um, so, you know, in the summer it gets, it gets super hot unless you have ways to counteract that. A lot of people don't think about that. Um, well, there's some other fun challenges like uh, what happens when your client wants you in a field? Well, your your trailer gets stuck, and <laughs> and the client uh, we had this incredible client who who actually got their little bobcat out and and pulled our trailer out because oh. we were so stuck um, that they were incredible. But uh, you know, challenges like that, and I'm still learning every day. Don't get me wrong, um, but just big face value things. I'd say the weather has been um, is is the easiest one to spot the difference with. Other than that, um, ooh, uh, regulatory stuff, making sure, like, in a kitchen, you don't think about how big is my freshwater tank and how big is my gray water tank. Uh, where am I going to dispose of said water? Um, these are, there are those types of kind of technical ins and outs, but, um, you know what the biggest difference is? It's that everybody really has to do everything because we're on top of each other all the time. So you have front of house literally back to back with back of house and sw having to swap frequently just to make things work. And so it creates an environment where you can have, you have to have a really diverse staff with really diverse skills, um, which is, it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. It's, it's great. Hey there, listeners. We'll get back to my guest in a minute, but I got to remind you one more time about certified Piedmontese. Did you know that just 1% of all cattle raised in the U.S. is Piedmontese? Or that this red meat is so healthy that it's similar in micronutrients to Atlantic salmon and chicken breast? Rare, healthy, and most importantly, delicious. That's a trio that just can't be beat. I'm so confident that you'll get hooked on certified Piedmontese Tease beef like I did that I want to help you try it. When you visit Piedmontese.com and use my promo code HOPPEN, that's my last name, H-O-P-P-E-N, you'll receive 25% off your order. That's 25% off steaks, burgers, brats, sausages, and even bacon. Yeah, I said it. Beef bacon. It'll change your life. Use my promo code to score a great deal and experience why certified Piedmontese is such a big deal today. And now, back to my guest. So take me back to when you first purchased the food truck and you're you're taking a look at um, the menu and what you can do with it. I, I don't know how much of the original menu you kept, how much inspiration mm -hmm. you put into it, but how did you conceptualize the menus to get it to where it was when you reopened the truck again? Well, we didn't even close the truck. We had, I think October 1st, we did not have an event. And October 2nd, we did have an event. Like, oh, wow. It was just up and going right when we... It was a great handoff. The The previous owners were wonderful and helped us to figure out the booking and the, you know, getting events on the calendar and, and those types of things. So it was, it was an overnight switch. I did switch the menu, which I'm sure uh, my staff was thrilled about. <laughs> um... I would say well, five out of eight of the waffles on the menu stuck around because I really didn't want to have 
a big, we're new owners, we're going to do everything different. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the modern waffle as it was, so I didn't want to upend everything about it. Um, and uh, it, so I tried to keep the menu pretty well intact, and, and the, you know, we didn't clean house or anything when we came in. We tried to keep as much of the staff as we could, and um, we, we really tried to maintain and build rather than this is ours now, we're going to do what we Tear want. Tear it down and rebuild it. Yeah. Exactly. So um, I've, I'm still kind of looking for that balance of of building on what's here and reinventing the wheel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're coming up with new waffles, where do you get your inspiration from? Everywhere. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, seasonality plays a big role. Uh, I know everybody loves strawberries, for instance, and... I promise they're coming back. It's just <laughs> they're they're lousy this time of year. Right. And, even, you know, it's just the quality isn't there. So seasonality plays a big part. But um, I draw on previous recipes I've done in restaurants. I've my we just are fin- finishing up with a chili waffle. That's a recipe. Oh, love that. Yeah, it's a good one. Um that one is my mom's recipe. She's been working on that for 30 years, mm-hmm. refining that one. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's fantastic chili. Um, so, yeah, where do I get inspiration from? I'll poke around at the internet. I'll talk to other chefs about what they're doing. I'll talk to my staff. I'll listen to what the guests are saying. I, If I can get Get it from anywhere, I'll, I'm going to run with it. Um, we kind of talked about the Woodsman. That was really the inspiration behind that was the um, time of year. I really love, like, the smell of pines in the, the forest um, in the late fall. So I wanted to do something really rosemary forward and, and something really hearty and... Um, you know, it that was just kind of more feeling and sentimentality inspired than anything. So it really does just kind of come from from anywhere and everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you've got the, the this vast array of culinary experiences that you're drawing inspiration from. You've got, like you said, you you can draw inspiration from feelings, from something that you ate, just from something you see on the internet, like. All these different ideas. I'm sure your head is like just filled with new ideas all the time. But you probably wouldn't be able to execute on all those even in a normal kitchen. And you're especially more pressed on a food truck just by space, naturally. You just you, you can't have a menu of 25 waffles. It's just not possible. How do you... Narrow the focus. Yes, exactly. How? Do, like, what kind of filter do you have to put on your brain to say, okay, this waffle is awesome, but I don't know if I can execute on it, but this one, this one is going to go on. Like, what's that filter look like? Uh, it's it's a many-staged process, actually. I've, I'm well-practiced in this. Uh, <laughs> uh, first thing I look at, I just write down everything. If it's, no matter how crazy the idea is I I get it down on paper and I get a list together then I start looking through it and I'm like okay that's a custard base that's not going to hold too well or that's uh really really expensive I can't do it for 
what we're trying to do here, or this would take hiring two new people for the labor that we're talking about. Um, you know, I start to knock things off in terms of feasibility first. And then after that, I get the uh, initial approval from my immediate family, my four-year-old daughter and my wife. And if they sign off on it, uh, either it's I get the extended family involved, um, my parents, my in-laws, my brother, my sister, uh, their families, whoever's around, I'll grab them and be like, Oh, we're doing a lot of waffles today. Um, <laughs> Buckle up. Yeah. I uh, used to do, you know, big dinner parties and and just throw everything out on the table. And I'm like, here's the deal. You get all this awesome food for free, but you got to tell me all about you it. You got to give me feedback. You got to give me more feedback than uh, it's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, so I um, I kind of vet it that way, and then I get it down to the last few contenders, and I I kind of think about the more commercial aspect, what's going to appeal to people, to more people at that point, now that I've got something that's, I'm really excited about, the people close to me are really excited about it, okay, what's going to appeal to the most people at that point? Because I think, generally speaking, People love food service concepts in general because they're in line with what they're doing, right? If the chef loves this direction, chances are the people who are really excited about it are coming along with that chef. So it's usually a really good starting place to see where your passion lies. Most of the time, your guests will follow you. (laughs) So... Do you have like any rules for yourself when you're coming up with waffles? Like if I, I, I guess I'll just leave that open ended. Do you have any rules for yourself? Any rules for myself? Um, like I will not surpass hmm. a certain number of ingredients, or I will not use, I will not go past this amount of sugar, or something. Like if an idea, if you have an idea and it breaks one of your rules, like immediately it's just like ah, I'm not doing that one. No. I really don't. Uh, it's mostly don't. The only rule I have is serve safe food. I mean, that's if good, it's, good if rule it's, to have. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not going to hurt somebody, then uh, I'm I'm willing to entertain it. And if it's too too out there, if it's a like radical shift in in concept, like say, I want to do a wheat a liege waffle, <clears throat> I'll you know, throw it out there for a week and see what generally people are thinking. Basically run a special and see if it hits or if it is just a total miss and and kind of leave it to my guests because they're the ultimate answer to anything, really. Um, but no, no, I'm, I try to stay pretty pretty open-minded. <laughs> I hate to be basic and, and ask the super easy question, but I'm going to do it anyway because I'm curious. What's your favorite waffle you've ever made? Ooh, um, chicken waffle. Yeah, uh, yeah, the chicken waffle skewers. I, I love those things. <laughs> I know that's a repeat of what I already said, but um, you know, if you were doing top five, I'd say chicken waffle, the Woodsman, the uh, chili waffle, the cinnamon roll. Um, 
I really love the tropical churro. Yeah. Actually. And the orange Nutella. That's right up there, too. It's hard. It's uh-huh. like choosing your favorite ch- children here. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I I won't put anything out that I don't believe in. So I, I really do like them all. Mm-hmm. It's just um, my own subjective taste tends to go more towards that chicken waffle skewer. Right. And something I want to throw out about the chicken waffle skewer is you kind of mentioned earlier that your waffles are large. Usually mm-hmm. one is enough to fill an appetite, but chicken waffle skewers are like the perfect like side dish slash appetizer, especially if you're eating with someone else and you split that in half. I mean, the first time I went, I ate a whole one by myself, but you can split it as well. And it makes like the perfect savory side dish to go with some sweet waffles if that's yeah. what you choose to do. Another idea that I haven't seen too many people pick up on yet is you can do a waffle flight as a dessert for the table. Oh. And then get some chicken skewers to go with it. And, you know, it can be a nice kind of shared dessert, too, because, like you said, a whole waffle, that's a a solid meal. But when you're talking about a quarter, that can be a real good. That's a perfect way to just cap things off. Yeah, That's one of the ways I... That's one of the thoughts I had when I was doing the flight is, oh, this could be cool. Maybe somebody will do this. And I haven't seen it, but I hold out hope. <laughs> well, now, hopefully hopefully some people are listening to this podcast and they just were inspired. So yeah. maybe you'll see that more often when you poke your head outside the truck. Yeah. So it just, and correct me if I'm wrong, but because most people think of waffles kind of as more of a sweet creation, mm-hmm. I imagine, you know, it it might be easier to come up with sweet waffles in your mind, ones with chocolate or caramel or Nutella, whatever it might be. But how, like, how do you make the savory waffles come to life? Well, you know, when we were talking about some of these, we, we went through just a ton of different things and nothing really hit quite right until we hit on the woodsman, the chili waffle Waffle and gravy uh, is is a big Ooh, hit. That's, waffle and gravy. That's making a comeback. Oh, but, okay. Uh, <laughs> Gives us something to uh, be excited about and look forward to. Yeah, yeah. So that's gonna be that's gonna be on our spring menu. Uh, um, but you know, it's how do I come up make them come to life? Largely, uh, what do I want to eat? Mm-hmm. Um, and usually I can say, okay, well, I'm doing this for dinner. Let me translate that to a waffle. Can it translate <laughs> really <laughs> effectively for us? Eh, that's, that's a better question usually, but, um, you know, if you're creative enough, uh, you know, there's, there's been some talk of a lot of, I don't know if I should mention some of the ones that have not made it yet, but, um, you know, there's been talk about the taco waffle and the uh, pizza waffle and, you know, those those big crowd pleasers done in a different way. I, I like doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so finding the right time of year where it makes sense is, is sometimes the challenge. <laughs> As someone who loves hot sauce and spicy food, I feel like I just have to ask, have you ever messed around with spicy waffles? Um... I haven't yet. I am 
pretty close to allergic to capsaicin. Okay, I so maybe not the best thing up. to be on the truck with. <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm. I love giving folks what they want. Uh, I. I like cooking spicy food. Um, you know, oh, cocktail sauce in particular. I love just like atomic cocktail sauce with shrimp. Um, my pad thai is pretty, pretty spicy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely going to happen sooner or later. I just haven't quite gotten there yet because right now I'm still loving cooking everything that I'm going to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that that will never go away. But eventually, I'll be like, "All right, all right, I'll I'll cook something that I'm not necessarily cooking for myself." <laughs> the day that a spicy waffle makes its appearance on the modern waffle, you can just count just on see, seeing me in line because I Excellent. I will be there. So I, you've only had the modern waffle for what six seven months now, and already you know it's it's just so fun to see you like light up when you talk about it and when you talk about the possibilities and everything. What do you see as like the future of the truck? How how do you see it moving Ooh. forward? Uh, well, the future of the truck, I think that getting people to understand that they can do a food truck in the winter, that's a hard sell, but we're still open and, and really pushing business in the winter. And, um, that would be a big next step. Um, continuing to evolve the menu, uh, potentially the desserts that we have right now. I love those things. I've been working on those for probably about 10 years. Um, our panna cotta and our creme brulee. I make them both from scratch. They're my own recipes out of my own head. Wow. And I love them. And uh, I would love to do something more substantial with those. And it's it's another reason the modern waffle was just so perfect because uh, it's, it's a great dessert vehicle as well uh it really feeds into some of my other passions too um so you know the panna cotta and the creme brulee right now i'm still sampling it out to a lot of people who come up get a sample of our panna cotta um just because i want to know what people think of it and i want people to know what panna cotta is because it's such a glorious dessert uh um Maybe potentially upgrading to a little bigger trailer that can handle a little bigger events. That would be a lot of fun. Um, you know, a brick and mortar, it would be great someday, maybe. Right now, I just love what we're doing so much. Uh, and and I want to kind of see where we can get with what we're doing, you mm-hmm. know? Let's oh, see how big we can get this thing to go. Um, the waffle boards, for instance, that was our big focus this winter and they really blew up uh we did not a ton of them through the fall but this spring we've been doing uh while i was talking to you before we started recording we did several today um so for someone who doesn't know what the waffle board is what is a waffle board a waffle board it is we have three different levels we have our our kind of standard just here's waffles syrup butter Cutlery, plates, napkins, uh, kind of everything you would need for it. We put it in a kickbox and we actually drive it to your door. 
and um, as you go, there's the uh, oh, what do we call it? The aficionado, which is it comes with a big smattering of our toppings. So uh, right now, those toppings include Nutella and chocolate chips, whipped cream. Our cream cheese frosting, granola, um, just a, a pretty solid smattering of toppings, some fresh fruit, and and a waffle per person, as well as everything that came on the, the uh, standard one. And then we have the deluxe, which adds drinks and sausage onto that as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, those are, they're a lot of fun, and I really like working with guests to get them exactly what they're looking for. We actually didn't have a menu for our waffle boards until very recently. Um, and that was really out of popular demand because people just wanted to know like how much. And I kept being like, it depends. What do you want to do? Um, so that's where we landed on those three, but we still love customizing it to fit whatever, whatever event you're doing. And it can be a great option for people who aren't able to get the truck out. That requires, you know, usually about a 50 or 60 person minimum because, you know, all those costs we were talking about earlier, uh, this allows us to keep cooking waffles for people and get them into people's hands, which Mm -hmm. I love. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, that's a big direction for us that I think we can continue to grow and, and continue to try and feel out what people are really wanting and needing and meeting that. So I well, don't know. That That's one of the <laughs> things that's really fun about the truck and that I would encourage anyone listening to this to kind of check out the various options. I mean, you can go to, to trucks and taps off 108th and, uh, Q. 108th and Q. Sorry, just had a brain fart. Um, and, and you can get, you know, several waffles. You can eat it right there. You can get it to go. You can have the food truck come to your event. You can just get a waffle board that you, you know, have it. You can get it catered to work. You could just share with the family. Like there are so many ways to get, uh, to get your hands on the modern waffles product. And I think that that's, um, that's really cool. And that's something that's unique. And, and I mean, I'm a huge waffle person, so I would be attracted to this concept regardless but even if you're just a fan of breakfast or just great food in general, check out the Modern Waffle. It's it's not just for waffle junkies like me. It's for anyone who enjoys breakfast food and just good food in general. So, Jonathan, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This has been a pleasure to learn more about um, learn more about the concept, learn more about waffles, and honestly, learn more about you and your background. Well, thank you for having me. It's fun. The pleasure was all mine. <laughs> all right, as always, Omaha, thanks for eating with us. A Huda Media Production.